0: Hi, friends.
2: Well, I had a guy uh, in the Daily Mail comments. Uh, he said, I bet you're one of those mothers that um, puts your kids in an Uber and sends them to school every day. I was like, do you know what? If the Uber driver would take them, 100%, I would be <laughs> yeah. in. Who are those mothers?
0: Hello. Hello. Good morning.
1: You know what? I wish, I tell you what, I wish we could do. Sometimes I listen to like news podcasts and they go, Hi, hi um, welcome back to, no, no and they go like, Welcome back to Should I Delete That? I'm Em Clarkson and I'm here with my co-host
0: Alex Light
1: and today we're going to talk a bunch of shit yeah I feel like we should practice that say our own names which is incredibly unnatural to me and I hate doing it.
0: You know I'm on um, news anchor talk right like I'm obsessed with news anchors on TikTok. Oh I
1: see yeah. News anchor talk. That is not a thing. That's not a thing. Don't don't drop that in like it's a thing. And then look at me like I'm the weird one. News anchor talk. I um, was <laughs> like, you have having a it's stroke. A thing. Okay. Hashtag news anchor talk.
0: And it's fucking brilliant. And it's people getting ready to go on the to do like to anchor the morning news, and they're all stressed and it's scary. And then it's people like um, doing voiceovers of videos in their anchor voice. And I think we should hone our anchor voice skills.
1: Our anchor voices. I'll practice that today. Absolutely fine Good by me. Good morning. And but, uh, thank yeah. you
0: for waking up you with you us ha- today.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, hope you slept well. Oh, I've run out of things Good morning. <laughs> um, do you hate saying your own name when you go into places? When I went when I went in for a wax the other because because I'm married now, and I've taken... I have I have two surnames. I'm a criminal. I'm a I'm a, I'm a regular criminal. But I also technically I have two first names because I go with M and then I go with Emily sometimes, and then I go with Clarkson, and then I go with Alex's surname, depending. Like for work, I've kept my name because actually, you know, what I wanted to get into this because I got a bit of criticism for keeping my for keeping my name because people always say about like if you hate, you know, you're only being known by your surname so much. Why don't you change it? And I was like, because then I just become a man's property. I, I, you know, what? I haven't got let me to go into this today. Never mind. I digress. Anyway, I went in to go and get a wax. The other day, famously, we talked about it a few weeks ago. I'm due another one, don't worry. And I went in and I was like, hi, it's Em Clarkson. And she literally looked at me and she was like, I don't have anyone by that name. And then I was like, oh, it could be Emily. Could be Emily Andrew. And she was oh like, "Come on, you? Are you okay? <laughs> I was like filling in the form. I was like, what name did I give you? And she's like, I, "I, if you don't know your name, I can't help you. I was like, okay, fair enough. I, I,
0: I know what you mean. I feel awkward when I say Alex Light. And I don't know why I say it. Feel awkward, but then I always say L I G H T afterwards, because I feel like that. Does it kind of break me? Yeah, up? <laughs> that gets rid of the awkwardness. I'm like Alex, like L I G H T. which probably just makes me sound like.
1: Yeah, I do that. I go O oh, M Clarkson. M not on um. like E M not M. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. Because <laughs> yeah. if someone goes, "What's your name?" I go M. They go what? I go M. They go, M. They go what? I'm like M. They're like, "Oh, I thought you were saying arm um. I'm like, "No, i Do they I know. do they, it, do they oh, say like, M. "Oh, you mean Emily or Emma?" Do they do they ever say that? People very often pick up pick up what I'm leaving down and then they run with Emma and I'm like I wish you hadn't done that because that's not not, my name it's not my name it's not my name name. it's not my name (laughs) and do I ever tell people no (laughs) it's always the people trolling me though they're like I really love you Emma but and I'm just like don't love me that much (laughs) because my literal name on when you dm me says Emily (laughs) For this exact reason, Emma. Love <laughs> that. But, oh, oh my God! my My favorite. I used to have a blog, as we all did, and the first word of my blog was "pretty." Yeah, like it was pretty normal me at the blog, and I used to get emails from PRs who obviously just hadn't bothered checking, and always be like, "Dear Pretty," <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, thank <laughs> <laughs> you." Well, I'm like,
0: I am now that, sparkly. Thanks. That's like, um, you know, re, really, re. Do you know, yeah. Her? yeah. So her name is Anne Marie Lodge, but Re, you know, for Re. And so many people <laughs> call her Really, think she's she's really, and they're like, Hi Really
1: Ree <laughs>
0: She's just like, Hi. Really? <laughs> Do you really think that? So weird, isn't it?
1: Like we're so tied up with our in, with our um with our Instagram names, with our social media handles. Yeah, like you've made London a massive part of your identity. When in actual fact we all know it should be Alex Light Paris. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you said it so i didn't have to um people think it stands for licensed dietitian nutritionist it doesn't and it definitely doesn't no (laughs) i would love to take it off but someone has alex light and i've dm'd them saying like any because they're inactive um, so I've DM them being like is there any chance I can have this but unsurprisingly they don't respond so actually I'm surprised they don't respond and say yeah give it to me for like a thousand pounds or yeah, something yeah well people do that yeah my
1: dentist like I got a new dentist after my face surgery and he's a really nice guy he's called Neil don't know why I told you that anyway he was emailing me and he sent me this email and then anyway I didn't know he was emailing me right but he basically said I'll email you after the appointment he didn't email me obviously it's me I didn't care I didn't notice but when I went back to my next appointment he was like oh i was trying to email you but it wasn't going through i was like well okay and he was like i was actually emailing somebody in australia who has your email address but basically i have my email address is my oh, i don't to don't want her to get loads of random email addresses but basically i've got a random number in my email address <laughs> don't know why it's there i just because i think i went through all the it's quite a high number because i went through all the other numbers and they were all taken so i just ended up with this But when the dentist had taken my email address, he obviously took it without the number. So he emailed this person. And this woman in Australia replied being like, oh, this happens all the time. But um, I'm not her um th- this is me i'm in australia i think this is her email address and then gave him mine which was very helpful and then the dentist went back and was like is there any way she could get this email address from you are you active is it irritating for you that people keep emailing you thinking that it's her because i could definitely talk to her if that's something you might be interested in and then the dentist was like yes yeah, so i really tried to negotiate that email address for you i was like i really don't want it but thanks I have oh you done this <laughs> above and beyond so now whenever anybody tells me that like, oh i accidentally emailed that woman in australia i'm like, oh, Oh my God, that poor woman in Australia. She's probably like, just done with me probably my nemesis. So, that's so funny. Your dentist trying to, like, broker the steel for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, bless him. I was like, it's not that deep. I hate being emailed. This is actually very convenient for me that they're all going to somebody like the other side of the world. Do you know
0: what this reminds me of? Is there is an Alex Light who wrote The Upside of Falling, a book called The Upside of Falling, which I've never read, but apparently is an amazing book because I get some <laughs> DMs being like, your buck, like, it changed my life. It touched me, like... I get probably at least like one a day and have to reply and be like, I'm so sorry. It's the wrong Alex Light. Yeah. It's called The Upside of But I can't guarantee it'll touch you in the same way. Not not the one that changed your life. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I feel bad every time. And I don't think this, I don't think they have a... an an Instagram
1: account, which is a shame because they're missing out on lots of nice DMs that I'm getting It's so weird that (laughs) there's all these people out there in the world that just, like, they have your name and they're just out there living their lives with your name. I know. How rude. How rude. Speaking of DMs that we got from strangers, I got one this morning from someone who's quite an active viewer of my stories judging by previous story replies, asking me, do you follow Alex Light London? I was like, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) yes a little bit yeah. yeah i know of her i've heard of her <laughs> why i know so why weird. it's because i was moaning about my bangs and uh and i think a lot of people said why didn't you learn from alex's mistake but, but i don't
0: I, I can't even remember when i was talking about hating my my fringe but like if she's seen
1: that surely she's see- i just I don't get it i don't know maybe people it's like um like will was it willful omission where they like just they don't want to see us together like it's not something i want to imagine or picture or really make part of my life that's fair enough completely just can't see it they disassociate they see us together they're like ugh, skin past and raise that from my memory that is so funny do you follow do you follow that yes Um Uh, she follows me into into uh, (laughs) such an in joke into fucking cubicles al did it the other day i you know when you go through a (laughs) spinning door spinning door al always gets in my segment and it upsets me so much because we have to get in spinning doors for some reason a lot of places where there are studios have spinning doors i really don't know i don't know the benefit i don't think there's a benefit i don't understand them just go through a normal fucking door they're stupid do you remember a few years ago that dog died in one At at the Tatler offices, yeah, 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 horrifying. Anyway, I've got I'm properly traumatized by these segments, and you every time without fail get in behind me. It's way too much. And what happened last time? We froze it. We froze it because my my massive belly, which I keep not bargaining for whenever I'm operating and moving and she whacked into the front of it so obviously they thought somebody was getting stuck so they stopped the whole thing which is so embarrassing because then everyone's looking be like why are there two people in a segment that's clearly meant for one I'm like don't ask me ask her
0: I think I just see my opportunity and I'm like I know that that's the last thing she wants me to do so I'm just gonna physical fucking do intimacy. it physical
1: intimacy woo
0: I'm in I'm in
1: there's
0: gotta be a reason there's gotta be a, a reason behind these doors is it yeah, is why do like stagger traffic
1: yeah yeah, okay, why Why do companies
0: use... Oh my god, so much for us, like, <laughs> cutting down our intro time. It's now 12 minutes in, we've no, done no good, stock. bad or awkward, and we're googling why
1: revolving doors exist. <laughs> why do companies use... <laughs> eight, there's, someone's, written a, someone's written an article called Eight Reasons Buildings Have Revolving Doors. I'm like, look, someone went to journalism school for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> expanded entry and exit passage revolving doors reduce street noise now that's interesting so oh that would make sense for soho studios where we record because they've got a studio on the first floor right by the yeah. door it's beneficial to regions with cold climates because freezing cold drafts can't get in oh. an added security measure revolving doors can't be slammed because again that's not a nice noise for people to be listening to oh wow it helps handicap people Although I actually find that, that they don't because they, all, they all always have a, another door yeah, for disabled use. Yeah. Yeah. So that's...
0: Questionable. I don't
1: believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that. No. Uh, emergency exit. Really? Surely Again, I wouldn't want to get in one of
0: those in emergency. emergency exiting, quite difficult.
1: <laughs> get out! Do, 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 do. What? Yeah. Get out! <laughs> so slow. Do, 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 do. Do, do not get in my segment. I do not care that this building is on fire. <laughs> it is one, one person per segment. You know the rules. You know what? I don't like this article. I know that someone's written it thoroughly, but they've said it's good for emergency exits, which I don't believe. What is the point of rotating doors? That's a more direct question. Revolving doors are a familiar sight at airports and large department stores. They facilitate a rapid movement of people in and out of building while keeping cold winds out of warm interior spaces. Okay. They can okay. also be very useful in access control because typically only one person can use each quadrant at a time. It's written there <laughs> in black and white owl. One person per segment. You know me. Those are the rules. That's in ScienceDirect.com. I'm an anarchist.
0: So. I like to break the rules.
1: <laughs> you are needy. Get close <laughs> to me. Um... Right. <laughs> okay, can me something good, good or bad, bad or awkward, or, awkward, awkward. or something?
0: I suspect we share the same bad, judging by your stories last night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it my shit hair? Yes. <laughs> is your bad my shit hair as well? My bad is having to look at your shit hair. No. <laughs> my bad and i yes i suspect we're going to share this is i just feel like i'm in a rut with my appearance at the moment such
1: a rut i cannot (laughs) Style. style are you ready for some words in my mouth there but okay i feel like we're really struggling with our appearance at the moment i mean you're not wrong i totally am but carry on it's what
0: I inferred. To you. It's what I inferred through your stories. But you said I was just sitting yeah. here looking at all pictures. I literally like...
1: feel like a... yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally lying on the sofa last night like a fucking seal with a shit haircut, looking at photos <laughs> of myself, being like, "Really? <laughs> I was so fucking fit, and I had no idea." Um, anyway, sorry, carry on. I
0: can't style my hair. I don't know how to style my hair anymore. A Daisy, our producer, put this video together and sent it to us last night, and the video is so funny. But oh my god, I look and I styled. I thought I'd styled my hair that morning. I literally look like I've been dragged through a bush backwards and then forwards and then backwards and it's unkind the image of me was unkind and unfair and I don't know I just I don't know I just feel like I'm not enjoying my makeup at the moment can't style my hair for shit. I don't know. I'm just going through like a weird rut with it. What about a facial? Why don't you go for a facial? I, I could... I like hydrofacials. I could go and do one of those... I also like red, red light to facials. to where I have my
1: facial the other day. I went to Sovral, which is like the best place ever. And I actually feel like sad for myself that I'm sharing the goods because they're the best. It's super natural. Like, so, like all like handmade, organic, amazing stuff. But it's like, because I obviously have to have natural stuff, A, because I'm pregnant, but also because I've got a face full of metal from my surgery. Um, and it was lymphatic draining. And yes, I have been in a rut with my appearance, but for the first time in in loads of months, I have my jawline back. Also, your skin is glowing. Yeah, it is fucking glowing. And it's because of Olivia at Soverell. Go and see her. Go and see her. Honestly, she's amazing. Literally, like... I know. Look like a glazed donut. Thank you. I actually know that. And I, you know, I don't take a compliment that rarely, but I was looking at that comfortably. But like yesterday, I was filming myself, actually low key lolling when I was doing those stories last night, moaning about how I felt like a seal. I was like, well, at least my skin looks really good. But it's because I went for the are shiny, aren't they? So there you go. They are yeah. shiny, yeah. yeah. And I feel like I've, because I had, it was lymphatic draining because I felt very swollen in my face. Nice, okay okay well there you go to go back to it um you have to be kind to yourself because you are chock a block full of hormones right now no I know I know so that's probably why you're feeling a bit like oh I think so because hormones I think so. you know
0: when you just can't not can't but like I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like oh my god I'm just like sick of looking at myself like ew you're yeah, just not vibing I'm just I get not it. vibing I'm just not vibing yeah yeah yeah, I agree. I'm the and same. And the, the bloat same. is real. Oh my god, the bloat. Like I look seven and a half months pregnant because of the hormones again. Yeah, like huge, my stomach is no huge. Idea. And congratulations. Like, <laughs> like I know, but that's the that's the sad us Decorate like, it. It's just like yeah. It's just air. <laughs> what is it? Air, water, poop. I think it's like fluid. I think it's fluid and air. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't actually know. I actually don't know. But. What happens
1: if you squeeze you really hard?
0: <laughs> like a balloon, I'll just fly up to the ceiling. <laughs> 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 anyway is is that your bad too i just suspected it was after you yeah it was your
1: hair. I'm, I'm sick of moaning about it but yeah my hair's driving me mad it's falling out i miss it a bunch I, I shouldn't have got the fringe i honestly i keep thinking about whether or not i have any ground to actually sue the hairdresser or whether or not i just need to take some responsibility um, I just hate it so much. And it's so funny because people keep, like, Fifi, I've been shooting with, like, loads this week. And every time I've looked at any piece, and I am not a vain person. I've never been a vain person. Like, I genuinely don't give a fuck how I look a lot of the time. And particularly with photos, whenever I've shot content, I've never needed to, like, see it back. Like, she just takes the photos, takes the video, whatever it is, and then just sends it over. And what I look like is what I look like. And that's fine. I'm not going to reshoot because my hair looks shit, right? Yeah. Or so I thought. That was the old me, whose hair never looked shit apparently. Because now when I look at literally I look at something, we've done something like objectively funny or great and I look at it and I'm just like,
2: ugh, my hair.
1: I also weighed myself this week, which was something I haven't done in years. Like I got you get weighed at the beginning of your pregnancy, which is fine, and then I lost weight because of my sickness at the beginning. So I was kind of like aware of how much I weighed, and then I got back on the scales the other day and I was like, oh. Oh, like, like, and for a minute I was quite sad, and then I, it turned into it, t- it. It turned from sadness to kind of like awe and amazement, at like how <laughs> I've done that in such a short space <laughs> of time. Um And I know it's not forever, but that it, that's difficult. Like, I, I'm okay having a yeah. big belly, but having like my legs look so different, and, every, and my face and everything. And then it's not just that it looks different. I, now I know the weight difference. I can see how much. How um, it is different, do you know what I mean? It's just a lot, but I'm okay, I'm riding the wave. But, like, is it did you weigh yourself by yourself, or was it like with a nurse that you had to do oh, it? Oh, I did it by myself, I did it by oh, myself, okay, and you know okay. why I did it because I went and I saw the um, midwife and they said they were really nice. They said, Don't weigh yourself, don't weigh yourself, there's no need. And I went, Okay, so what did I do? Came home, what you went and weighed yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. why? <laughs> don't, know. don't know, and the minute I did it, I was like, well, That was stupid, Fucking
0: idiot. that's good though that they said that because I thought i thought that they had to continue
1: to weigh you to like check they do they do oh, um right. to, but but it, i mean it obviously depends on the hospital the person like everything i've just been really lucky and then i was like oh i don't want to know and then they were like well then don't weigh yourself you don't need to you know don't worry about it there's no point worrying about it which was so nice so i was like okay and then i came home and was like anyway i'm just gonna go weigh myself <laughs> fun activity um, I know but you know what I, I'm actually like for about 20 minutes I sat on the bed and I was like oh oh like whoa and then I actually just sat it and I was like literally why do I care about like m- my gravity pull onto the universe like I've got a human inside me I've got a button of yeah. blood and like placenta and shit and also like I'm just I'm just surviving you know what I mean I'm just getting through you are a lot
0: of months pregnant
1: yeah and it's fine, it, and you know what? Even if I wasn't, it's just like okay. Well, it's sort of like fine, and then if I, it'll come off, or it won't, and then I'll just be fine with that. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, it really hasn't changed my life. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I sat on the bed yeah. and had to pull myself back. I was just like, I don't really know why. I, and this is exactly the same. I'm exactly the same person I was before I found out how much I weighed. So yeah, just to carry yeah, on, yeah. I don't know. And I'm actually kind of impressed with myself with for the for the weight gain. <laughs> <laughs> like it's. If I was a man, like, if I was a man, we'd be celebrating. Like, my, bro- my brother and his friends always have a competition to hit 100 kilograms by k- Christmas Day. Oh, God. Just for mass consumption. And I'm just like, wow, I wish I was a man.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you you, you are very pregnant at this point. Yeah,
1: yeah it's fine. You are I bound to
0: have put on a lot of weight.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'm just, I'm holding on to my fat. Like, and that's what the doctor said, Um, sorry, that's what the hospital said as well. They're like, you're just you a lot of people women store fat in your thighs for breastfeeding because i had that woman the other day called right. you know like troll like troll me and said like oh you've got loads of cellulite or whatever and i have yeah. like my body has changed i haven't really had cellulite like that before and i'm definitely a lot wider than I've ever been in my like legs and arse. But then when I spoke to them about it, they were just like that's literally where you store fat. And loads of my friends yeah. who've breastfed said like it's like that, like when you start breastfeeding, your body starts using that resource. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of amazing. But it's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't want to moan about it
0: at all. No, I know. No. But I want to be no. honest about it. Because it's not exactly. the easiest thing I've ever done. Exactly. And and the thing is, if you're feeling it other people will be feeling it, and yeah. it totally makes sense. The discomfort with with watching your body change like it totally makes yeah.
1: sense. And I think a lot of people DM me as well, being like, "Oh, well, just you wait, like, because it's going to be so much worse afterwards." And actually, oh my like, god, honestly, like, fuck I know, off. I know, I know, but they say like, <laughs> "Oh, I miss my pregnant body." Like, you, you're you making a miracle, but blah, blah, blah. it's like, and I get that, and I do get that it'll be harder afterwards because at the moment, yes, like every time I look down, I'm like, oh, but then I'm like, no, it's not a like, it's a house. It's kind of cool, but yeah but yeah I, yeah I don't know i just i feel really bad money about it ever because i'm like i know i'm so lucky and i know it doesn't matter and i know it's a miracle and everything but then i also just want to acknowledge it because we do spend our whole lives being told that we have to look a certain way and yeah. then all of a sudden out of con- your control you just don't look yeah. the same way that you've always looked and it's just yeah it's a wild one um for everything postpartum the bird's
0: papaya at the bird's papaya on instagram she's amazing and she's that. written some like beautiful stuff about postpartum and postpartum bodies. So for anyone who's struggling with that, like you've got to go follow her. She's a man. Go back through. I think she had a baby last year, and she just wrote some really like her words are like her pictures are stunning, but her words are just next level. It's really beautiful. So just
1: gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous.
0: Um, let's barrel through the rest of this because I feel like we've we've not really done our job here in keeping things short and sweet, have we? No, no. Awkward. <laughs> I chipped my tooth, my front tooth eating egg on toast. What? No, you can't just skip past that.
1: What kind of egg? Hard oh, boiled, clearly. Li- no, Still I'm sh- literally,
0: <laughs> literally. I A don't know how egg, dragon's I did it. Egg. Somehow, and I don't know how this happened because this never happens. But my bottom teeth met my front teeth eating <laughs> egg on toast. Like, how or why would that ever hate happen?
1: When that happens, I hate when that it's happens. Horrible. When they touch, I'm oh, intimate. It seems you getting in my revolving door. Too much. Yeah. funny
0: isn't it it's funny yeah Yeah. And anyway so chip tooth um what happened to the bit of tooth did you chip it i mean did you eat it It? it? how gross it. nice calcium bones (laughs) yeah bone marrow i don't know (laughs) um that's my awkward my good uh oh my god my good is that spotify did their wrapped thing whatever that is that's what i can do is it i don't oh, oh my god i was I said to you, like, someone tagged me in something and I just kind of, I was on the go while I saw it. And I was like, oh, what's I don't know what this is. And then you were like, have you seen people are tagging us in their um, Spotify's? And literally, there's so many people with like thousands of minutes. Thousands of minutes.
1: Poor fuckers. I know. So our <laughs> bad is, we're both ugly and our um, good is.
0: <laughs> people listen to the podcast.
1: <laughs> because yeah. we have faces for podcasts. Um, sorry oh. about your tooth. My awkward... Yeah, what's your awkward? Right, you know, a few weeks ago I made a wreath. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was really stunning. And I put it up on my front door and no one's stolen it. And I'm really upset. (laughs) It's been up for... Well, it was up. It's gone now. I've put it in the bin because, honestly, fuck my neighbours. Yeah, it's been up for five weeks, maybe four or five weeks. And nobody stole it. And I am really upset because I thought if I made a beautiful wreath, someone would steal it. It'd be it a goner. It's not pinned down. You know, yeah. someone would see that and be there and be like, wow, that's yeah. something worth having. Do you know what I mean? People go to all yeah. the efforts. Like, you know, I was in the I was in the next door up here and I see every day, Range Rover gone, Jaguar gone. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, any fucking day now. Any fucking day, it'll be, I can try. Guys, has anyone, my wreath has been stolen. Oh, uh, Alas. You know what though? Subjectively,
0: it was beautiful and that's all that matters. Objectively, it wasn't because nobody took it. No, but we're not going to focus on that. And you know what as
1: well? I got home the day and I didn't take it off. I I, I made it sound like I took it off the door. I didn't. Alex took it off the door oh, and he, oh replaced God, sad. he replaced it. He replaced it. He's put another really wreath He's put a shit wreath up that he bought from Etsy. It's like, why do you need to buy one when your wife is wreath making extraordinaire? Jesus, yeah. Massive knob. It's like... I love wreaths. I'm going to buy one, actually. No, let's go and make one. It was amazing. And I thought mine looked so good. No, actually, probably let's buy one. Because maybe mine, and mine obviously didn't look good. It's like when you make a child and you think yours is a pretty child and then everyone else is like, oh, it's an ugly child, but you just can't see it. I think that's yeah, what's yeah, happened yeah. with the wreath. I think I think You're I blinded. made a lovely wreath. I was like, wow, um, blinded by love. And everyone else um, was looking at it being like, oh, what a, what a shit show. Like, yeah, like what sad. raffle prize it's did really they win sad. to get that on the door? Oh, unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay, well, there we go.
1: Yeah. There we go. Orcs. 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 I'll probably be the talk of the WhatsApp group now. They'll be like, oh, thank God, did you see? Did you see Emma and Al taking down that monstrosity on the door? Finally. We can let our kids back out onto the streets again. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> None of them stole it. I was like, can't oh, just look in loiter. I want to see you on the ring camera eyeing it up. I didn't see one person. In the words of the
0: TikTok people, you seem pressed.
2: <laughs> seem pressed.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I even use that right.
1: I don't
2: know. I think we need to get you Sounds off TikTok good. just for everybody. <laughs> no, I,
0: no, I love it. I love it. Keeps me young. <laughs> Does it. <laughs> so this week we have Anna Whitehouse, also known as Mother Pucker,
1: mother who mother. is
0: the founder of the Flex Appeal campaign, which is really, really cool. It's a call for all businesses to allow their employees to do flexible working.
1: I've learned so much from following Anna on Instagram. She's motherpucker on there. And it's, uh, the Flex Appeal really lays out the benefits of working flexibly, of like how the world could work flexibly and how the country could and how we'd all benefit from it. And she's coming at it from the angle of a mum, but I think, and that's how it started, was because she just didn't get the support she needed from the company that she worked at, which she'll explain. But it's expanded since then to cover like a plethora of issues surrounding flexible working and the people that require it, which is everybody. Um, So we loved it. This is obviously now, God, I realized I shouldn't have talked about, about pregnancy in the beginning bit because now we've talked about This it's just a kid heavy episode it's just a hormone heavy episode but then i've got to <laughs> stop why am i belittling that i keep i belittle it like oh it's like such a silly thing that women talk about but it's not a silly thing what we talk no, about is actually really important and what anna talks about today is really important so Super i hope important. you will really enjoy it. it's also fucking hilarious yeah. i don't think i've ever laughed so hard in an interview that definitely wasn't meant to be funny rimming beagles <laughs> was not where i thought we were going to end up in this
0: episode but you Every day's a different day. Okay? Revolving doors and rimming beagles. <laughs> Enjoy. Hi. Hi. Anna. Hi. Thanks so much for coming in. You're welcome. I saw you only just... Wait. Last week... Wait, where are we? Tuesday. Yes, last week. Yeah, it
2: was last week when yes. we were talking about the madness of Special K.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and how
2: we all bought into thinking we'd drop a dress size by just eating cereal. Which yes. tastes like cardboard. It,
0: it tastes like cardboard. I was yeah, there yeah. for that
1: chat, but I feel like I can jump in.
0: Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was the 90s and the thin is back in chat.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: which is... Um, I've picked a bad time to get pregnant, I'm going to be honest.
2: You really <laughs> just have. Just as thin
1: comes back in, I'm ballooning. <laughs> <so
2: we're> blossoming. <laughs> blossoming. <laughs> yeah, blossoming. So like let's uh, <laughs> let's go i like that
0: <laughs> the tables have turned and now we're interviewing you which is cool thank you so much for coming in you're welcome i'm excited yes where should we start we have a lot to talk about. So
1: much. We were talking about you for a really long time yeah. before and about all the things we wanted to ask, but we didn't actually settle on how we were
2: going to get there. Well, what do you want to pick? Do well, you want to pick maternity discrimination, women yes. getting fucked over, patriarchy? I mean, take it, take your pick There's from a lot the to quality street box of discrimination. <laughs> do you know
0: what? I think it would be good to know how Mother Pucker came about. For anyone that
2: doesn't know. Yeah, no, that's a a fair question. So uh, it started, and I have to be very careful how I say this, because um, I was working at the L'Oreal Group and uh, oh. I didn't leave because I wasn't worth it. I want to be very, very <laughs> clear. Very good relationship with them. Always have okay. done, always will do. Yeah. But I was working there as a senior copywriter and I got on with my boss very well and I requested um, to come in 15 minutes earlier so I could leave 15 minutes earlier to pick up my daughter from nursery. I was like, the trains, I used to call it like running the gauntlet, you know, where you have to get, you'll understand this M when you... you You drop the sprog. uh, (laughs) You have to go and pick them up from their childcare receptacle at a certain time. And I got charged one pound a minute every minute I was late to pick up. And that's normal, that's standard. So you've not just got the pressure of, you know, getting back from your meeting. You've then got the payment after six of a pound a minute. so And then your little daughter wow. sitting there with her Paw Patrol backpack on, the last kid there, yeah. with Bambi eyes, you know, like, Aww. why costing are you the last mum? No, you're costing
1: her a fortune. Co- a fortune they're expensive. is being cost.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I I thought, God, this isn't working and I need a bit of flexibility. And my boss, again, who I get on really well with, she said, we can't give it to you um, because it will open the floodgates to right. others okay. seeking flexible working. And mentally that's when I quit. You know, yeah. and I went at the time, motherfucker, <laughs> and then I thought, no one's going to listen to that because no one likes an angry woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's another issue we can <laughs> unpack. And so I watered it down to sort of mother pucker. Yeah. but it came from that primal I get a bit emotional' I'm talking about, a visceral maternal rage that mm. actually, why can't you open the floodgates? Mm. like people are right. drowning behind them? Mm. And yeah. they lost a really good employee. You know, that was the big thing for me. They lost somebody who was really talented. And I've almost gone on to show what I could have done for that company. Mm, And I think that's a loss for the business more than me. So... That's where it started, but my mum doesn't like yeah. swearing, so it was mother pucker, You're a pucker. <laughs> Love
1: that, yeah. I spoke to some. I know God. somebody very well who has just left her job, and she's always admired you massively and followed you. And I've always, you know, we've just talked about you a bunch. It's, it's not weird. um I'll take But it. she, she's always cited the need for what you did, and until her, I didn't realise how bad this was because obviously I'm not a mum yet, but she's just lost her job because she took a job during COVID that she thought was going to be good for flexible working. And then when COVID, when she was working from home, it was fine. And then when they're all expected to go back to the office... She said, like, you know, I took it because I thought it was going to be flexy and I can't pick my kids up or whatever. And then there was just no compromise and she's lost the job.
2: And then you get end up getting pushed out, right? Mm. And so, you know, before you have kids, you have your head in the sand almost. There's this quiet assumption that pregnant women will just disappear somewhere to Gilead. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how it felt. Like, you didn't question it. You just thought it would be different for me. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at you pregnant right now going... I was in that position of naivety, yeah. you know, uh, that, no, it won't happen to me. You know, it can't happen to me, but it will 100% yeah. well, in different ways. Well, this is what ways. terrifies
1: me. This is what I wanted to talk to you about. Sorry, I'm totally like sitting there. I, I want to ask, like, I this has been my biggest fear since wanting to get, or since since being pregnant, but also before being pregnant. It's like, like sh- how am I going to keep working? And we work a very unique job in that, t- theoretically, yes, we can keep working. We don't need to stop in that, It's very flexible, but my whole identity, my whole job is my identity and my whole identity is about to change. And I'm literally going into this like, oh, my God, like terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. I don't want to just be a mum, but then I'm also like, but I'm also going to be one. But it's so hard for women because... You can't just she doesn't not
2: exist. Well, you're dismantled biologically, and that's the bit that never gets talked about. Uh, so you go through these biological shifts as a woman that men don't go through, right? You know, yeah. we have periods. Then you go on to have perhaps a baby if that is your choice. Then you go through the menopause. These undulations of mm. your biology, and you are expected to work through it and man up. Yeah. Essentially, just that was the historical yeah. way of working. Show up, and you know that that phrase where women, you know. Like are at home, like they don't have work, and then go to work like they don't have a family, it's untenable, you know, because the burden of childcare is strapped to your shoulders. Because, quite literally, like my baby, she breastfed. You know, yeah. she needed the boob. And yeah. so my husband, as much as he's got boobs and they are fruitful, <laughs> they are useless. Uh, <laughs> they are useless. God, that's yeah. a really nice analogy for the patriarchy. They think you are useless boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you and <your> redundant boobs. <laughs> that's it. But I think coming back to, you know, where we kind of got chatting was... um I was posting about avocado toast back in the day, and I put online uh, that day. I had 62 followers. Like, sorry, but why is no one talking about this? Like, I've just had to quit my job mm. through inflexibility. I have the same fears M has right now of like losing my identity. And I was right in having those fears because what was I asking for? Mm. 15 minutes of flexibility to retain a good employee. Uh it felt like I think in that moment in the way that you have I think with this podcast and posted on your separate social medias there came a point where you go okay I am not posting my avocado toast anymore I'm fucked off I'm mm. angry and I've got something to say here and I think there comes a point where you become an accidental activist or influencer or whatever the phrasing is people want to use to demean women online yes. <laughs> to <laughs> undervalue and undermine to underval- yes. yeah. and minimise actually women who have a voice outside mm. of mm. Alex and I can be really open the publications we used to right for yeah, yeah. you know that wasn't our voice that mm. was the voice of that magazine so here we are here piping we are. up
0: <laughs> so why do you think no one was talking about it beforehand when you were like why is no one talking about it when you were thinking that why is it because we had just like women had just been expected to i think that's right carry on make it work like this is this is just how it goes there was an
2: acceptance and i think a weariness if yeah. no one had it, the fight in them i mean you are you know you splashdown is going to happen at some point <laughs> this baby is coming <laughs> this baby is coming yeah. and i think you can't underestimate the vulnerability uh and it's a biological vulnerability it's not a weakness and there's a very big difference mm. but when you have a baby you are dismantled mm. quite rightly you've just raised a new we've brought a new life into the world and it's definitely not like Pride Rock and Simba. It's um, <laughs> all I'm gonna say. But um, <laughs> you're knackered. And so yeah. you can't fight, yeah. you know. The women who have been pushed out at that point You already have a job in front of you, that mewling little infant, and you might have postnatal depression. And you might be wondering why you're not connecting to that baby. Or you might be wondering why your husband isn't supporting you or your partner isn't there. And there's a whole myriad of things going on. And I don't think you had, I don't think women had the fight in them. And then the internet landed and there was space like with what you do where somebody like me with 62 followers <laughs> could go <laughs> I'm really hacked off yeah. and why why should I have to leave why should I have to be the one that steps back um, so yeah it started from a place of real rage and what
0: you were asking for was so minor Small. a matter of 15 minutes that just seems quite unbelievable that that you wouldn't have been granted 15 minutes
2: no it, I mean, in order
0: to You
2: know, help. It's just, it's quite unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it was. So I trained to be a barrister, and that was where I. That's useful. That's very useful. Yeah. And I, well, I started there. And I remember I was at Devereux Chambers and the QC, it was his son who was the pupil. And I remember him saying to me when I was training and I was like 20 at the time, he's like, oh, don't worry, you'll have a lot of luck next year getting into the bar because um, it's sort of the year of the woman, uh, (laughs) you know. And I saw and I looked around uh, the chambers and there were no women beyond 30. Okay. So it was pretty much that juncture of motherhood. Uh, I saw a career as a 20 year old woman. And I thought, okay, I'm only going to be able to work really up until 30 here. Am Mm -hmm. I really going to want this as a job? And so I ended up being a journalist. I mean, I started on Practical Caravan magazine. uh, So (laughs) I thought I was going to make a really big stand and then ended up um, just... Talking about toe bars for a bit. But you know, my family didn't understand. But the optics there are so important. And I was a young girl looking ahead at my biological future that might have included a child. And I thought there is no way through. And I had to sidestep even then to progress. Uh, so it starts from a very young age. Yeah. We thought. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: It's so fast. It is like, it's the most depressing thing. Like, I have a friend who's staying in a career that she doesn't love as much as, she doesn't want to be there. She feels like she's stagnant. She feels like a career, but she's 30. She knows she wants a baby and she knows she's gone for other job interviews and her age has come up. Uh, around the houses every single time not so much as hello like how how old are you and how many eggs do you have and what children do you want to make with them but you know she's like it's something that she's been very aware of and it was so interesting watching her who does a very similar job to my husband both of them going for a different job at the same time they're exactly the same age and just he's just like whoop just gonna slide in here I'm just gonna go and do whatever I want yeah. as he should and she can't do that. She no. just can't. And it's like it's you making these sacrifices for kids that you don't even have yet. Yeah. Because you just yeah. And like I mean, it's mad. And then that's in London where flexible working is pretty good. And you know, it's like she's in a progressive industry and whatever. But it's just like and it's
2: often to be really blunt. Uh, it's often women. Uh, I hate the phrase "cock blocking," but it's often women at the top preventing other women coming through. Why do you
1: through. think that is? Yeah.
2: I think it's residual trauma of having had to... If you think of the sacrifices women had to make off the backdrop of a world that hasn't shifted at all but is definitely getting better, they perhaps didn't have children. You know, They perhaps had to go through so much more than maybe we have to go through. And I think there is residual bitterness, justified anger, justified hurt and pain at what women had to go through to not just smash glass ceilings but bulldoze them. And so I think then there is that sense of, it was so hard for me, so I'm not going to make it easy for anyone else. That's not right. Do I understand it with a bit of EQ and empathy? Yes, yeah. but it's not just a, this isn't a man bashing exercise. It's yeah. uh, very much yeah. anybody who's had to get Systemic. to the top. It, yeah. it is. Yeah.
0: Right, and and that, and I'm and I'm imagining when you're saying that, I think what you're implying as well is women that have had to choose between career and children, because that's been like, and I feel like in films as well, that's like a common trope, isn't it? Like, oh, I've got a, I'm a career woman, I can't have my, I can't have children as well. So it's probably there is some, there it must be some resentment there for women who who have chosen careers and that meant that they couldn't or felt like they couldn't have children as well
2: yeah and I think you think of the phrasing like uh, manning up grabbing him by the balls he's Mm. got balls you know it's it's all just very masculine terminology about around success Um,
1: but I always say that with my mum like my mum took me she had a cesarean and she was back at work after she had me with in three weeks, she took me to the office with it because she could well and like had to go back to work because that was like how it was. And she has worn that like a badge of honour as she should because she you know like smashed <laughs> it. But also it's like think about it it's like shit <laughs> like that's insane. And now yeah. we say to her like Alex has my Alex has six weeks paternity leave and she's like whoa like happy for us but also just like things are so different and she's not resentful a bit or in a position to stop anybody from doing that even if she was but. It's actually, I can see that that must be fucking irritating. If you've had to be her and like countless women have been, whatever career it is, they've either left their kid at home or just gone back to work or taken the kid or whatever it is and just like broken themselves in half to do it. And then we have this easier time. And I put that in quotation marks. It is annoying. I mean like please don't stop us having the easier time <laughs> yeah, like, I can continue see that they're annoying like, I can see why it's frustrating because you're for talking people.
2: about separation from your child so she would have you don't know the cost of her not being there for you yeah. do you know what I mean it's um, quantifiable yeah so there is this sense of if i'd have only been there more would we not have had that argument if i'd have only been there more yeah. it lives with you as a woman in a way i don't think it does so much with men
1: i'm, yeah, this, I'm, I'm having my eyes open i'm getting like an a, a immersive crash course into like the injustices that you hear about and you and you care about as a woman without children but it it's making me realize even in my completely privileged position of being my own boss to an extent um, I don't know why I looked at you like that. I don't know, like, you I'm, I'm your boss. <laughs> I oh, my watch is like, I don't understand. I'm, like, no, I'm, I'm your, boss. <laughs> so your boss. Siri's your boss. You realise it, it's like, and I, I guess maybe I would have looked at mums before and been, I don't know, and ju- and just not got it. And even now coming into it, I'm just like, oh my God, this is, even pregnancy, I have had this crazy feeling of like having to just shut up and not moan and even the people that I work with you know because I have been so sick like July was a complete ride-off I've been on medication since seven weeks like it's just been so rough and so much rougher than I thought and I've been so bored of myself moaning about it <laughs> like I just I can't hear it anymore like it's too annoying like you guys ask how I am I'm like I, fine Fucking fine. I don't want to talk about it. It's just too annoying. I'm like, I'm so used to it. But then, you know, in my work, I have to tell people that I'm not well. I have, you know, I can't... I haven't been able to go at my full capacity. And all I've thought this whole time is just like, oh my God, teachers are doing this. Nurses are doing this. People with front-facing, customer-facing jobs are doing this. And they're not allowed to tell anybody that they're pregnant because of some ridiculous societal norm until 12 weeks. The apps recommend you tell your boss at 15 weeks. I don't know what you think about this. But it's like... I was so ill. Like, I couldn't. I had to tell all of you guys so early because I was just like, I, you're going to think I'm dying. Like, you're going to think that something's like massively wrong with me. But you just have to, from the very beginning of the whole journey, you just have to shut you up. You disassociate about it. Uh, yeah.
2: with something seismic that yeah. is happening in your womb and with your hormones. And uh, it's, yeah, I, f- I find it confronting uh, still hearing women feeling like that, you know, like I uh, hear from women uh, and this has happened to me where, uh, you know, we're not even talking about having the baby, women miscarrying at their desk, Mm -hmm. you know, for fear of telling your boss that you're trying, which will then perhaps scupper a promotion landing because she's trying. And uh, I heard from a HR assistant recently to give you context, the depth of this, Uh, She said, I want you to know that this is still happening in 2022. I found an Excel spreadsheet with a list of women's names on it who just recently got married or engaged. And she said, I uh, asked my boss, are these women, are we sending flowers to them? What's happening? And they were women who weren't up for promotion. You're joking. Because of the potential for procreation. That is happening in 2022. That is one example. And I have to be really frank and transparent. I don't know what company that is you know i can't imagine it's made up you know i don't think anybody would give me that information it's too nuanced too detailed but it's some indication of what still is very much Mm -hmm. there and what you will face that you will face the wall i faced at 20 uh, trying to think God, maybe I could be a lawyer one day and going, perhaps, uh, my sweet, it'll be the year of the woman next year. <laughs> God forbid. Fingers <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> crossed. Still waiting. Um, and, it, you know, I had the marketing director of uh, the bar get in touch and saying, I just want you to know that it's changed. It's got a lot better. And she's got a job to do, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I posted uh, that apparently things have changed at the bar since I tried to get in. And then just thousands of lawyers going, nope, no, it hasn't. And If you're talking about the transparency of this world, it's not magazines where we have to ask permission to write what we want to write. Mm -hmm. Can now you know, say what we want to say and get genuine responses and going, no, it's not changing and there's so much more to do. Yeah. Shit, you're busy. Well, You've got stuff yeah. to do. Anna. Hey, but <laughs> like... What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, <laughs> help. <laughs> the really sad thing is, the thing that I find really gutting is I campaigned for three years on my own and it was only when my husband joined me that I got listened to. Really? Yeah. really? And I get upset saying that. But uh, it's still, I was seen as this sort of knackered mummy fighting for right. for to see more of her sort of Weetabix-covered baby. Mm, and yeah. as soon as he joined the conversation, suddenly doors were open. We are at number 10. Suddenly uh, round tables were right. including us both because we've got a male voice. And uh, I found that probably more gutting than anything else uh nothing had changed in terms of the campaign
0: that's so gutting that it needed a man to add weight to the conversation yeah isn't it that's really gutting
1: yeah but if oh, I close it's... my eyes, I can picture like the the you yeah. that you're painted as. Do you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. are not the you, but like you just see like yeah. Sue from Outnumbered, or like any of that, where it's just like yeah. it's, it's, she's always trying to do her job. Like I love that show, but she's always trying to do her job, but she can't. Cause like she picks up the phone and the kids, are, oh the kids are doing this and the kids are doing this, and yeah. oh where I can't find my phone. And he just goes out to work every day as a mediocre, and keeps getting fired as a shit teacher, and she's <laughs> yeah. trying to do her career, and it's like she can't do it because she's at home, and it's just like that's not the storyline. That's just yeah. the context to these kids lives and it's just like yeah. because that's the context to every woman every family life
2: well i had a guy uh in the daily mail comments uh which is just uh, the best know, place from the Earth. best place to oh, read yeah. about yourself <laughs> and uh i can't remember i was talking about child care or something and he said i bet you're one of those mothers that um, puts your kids in an uber and sends them to school every day i was like do you know what? If the Uber driver would take them, 100%, I would be <laughs> yeah. in. Who are those mothers? I was like, will they? Yeah. Will <laughs> they? Great <laughs> idea. We, Great idea. Can we carpool? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, babe, I don't I don't think Uber would do that. <laughs> I'll give it a go. But no, I'm not one of those mothers. Yeah. Those mothers. It's They're never those mothers. fathers. Yeah. But honestly, you know.
1: it's never those fathers. It's just... I can't even picture that father. I can picture that mother. Yeah.
2: yeah. Can't picture that father. No
1: huh let's let's characterize it isn't what it are the, what are the <laughs> only the only
0: thing that's coming into my head is motherland which i'm obsessed I love with it. Love. I finished it. the guy the Kevin. only guy yeah i can't
1: Kevin. remember his name yeah. that's like the only
0: like, the like stay at character. home dad yeah. but they make him
1: so tragic because he's they he do make him home. tragic yeah. yeah but we've had this conversation me and my alex about him you know he's so invested in in having a family yeah. and he's more and i don't even like saying this because it's like ridiculous but there isn't the word he's so maternal which i know paternal is a word but i mean it in like the yeah yeah yeah. he's so good is he nesting he's (laughs) so good because he is beside himself like this is what he was born for this is what we talked about before like this is what he was born for in a way probably that i don't feel like i was born for it in the way that he was is and and you know we've talked about his work and whatever and he's so like you know, if if this is what we're going to do, and this we, I'm really happy to take some time out, and I'll do, and I'll be at home, and I'll do this, and whatever. And that's within our relationship. I'm mean, that sounds amazing. It Might not happen. Might do. Who knows? But when we say that to other people, they look at us like, we They look. Well, yeah. They look a bit sorry for him. They're like, <laughs> oh, she's oh,
2: she really bullied you into that, is she? Yeah. Like, oh, gosh, she's so you? bossy. Yeah,
1: she. Oh gosh, what a nag! Yeah. Like, right, so he's going to be ball and chain to. Well, your that's kitchen. it. You
2: know, no offense. It's quite a blunt way of saying it, but they don't just spunk and leave. Right? <laughs> so like some of them do, but go. the majority are brilliant dads who aren't represented. Yeah. So uh, that's the other side of the coin. This whole hapless dad trope for me in the friends that I have, doesn't exist yeah there are men out there who want to parent but society is still going no you you need to, to go, go out and earn yeah. the bacon she cooks the bacon you earn the bacon yeah and that's how it is i heard from a dad the other day who said i put a flexible working request in and my boss said well, you know can't your missus do that uh he wanted to pick up his son on a tuesday and a thursday oh. not much to ask Um, he responded he was like well my wife uh, is a brain surgeon so <laughs> you can decide uh which side of the lane you want to uh, <laughs> yeah. go here but I'm in recruitment so uh, yeah. and you don't've got the Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> and you know be very clear you don't need to be at the head of uh, the medical profession to be afforded flexibility but it was a really really recognising you know what your partner is going through they want like they want a dad like my my husband is an incredible father mm. and yet he doesn't get represented uh, 1 in 10 flexible working requests goes through for men, 4 in 10 goes through for women so the burden of childcare is still on M's shoulders not Alex's shoulders, mm. regardless of how you believe you're going to parent and co-parent yeah. and Balance this a juggernaut that is about to land. You hear that? You're a not juggernaut. To- <laughs> Just call it a juggernaut. Just not to. I love to- that. I'm going
1: to call it a juggernaut.
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> not to scaremonger. But then the other side of that coin i feel very very strongly about is while there are you know your partner my partner who are brilliant hands-on doing the to be honest doing the fucking job right mm. it's 50 50. Mm. then there's the other side of it uh and i was talking to uh, my amazing um hair stylist mary the other day and she just said the most accurate thing she said i'm just done with people like clapping my flipping husband for doing the bare minimum like oh my god it's a fish it's swimming well done yeah. she's like it's your house it's your baby suck it <laughs> up and she's like, yeah. you see all these things on TikTok where it's like this guy going how to get laid by your wife and hoovering. it's like yeah. hoovering yeah, yeah. uh, stacking the dishwasher it's your yeah. flipping house mate yeah. like yeah. sort your shit out and stop posting that that's the way to our heart it's pathetic. do the bare you know you're doing the bare minimum babe the bar is and- so low they trip over it on a day. <laughs> (laughs) So So you've got the two and I think it's important not to have like with women like with all humans and that's what this podcast is about nuance right there's not this homogenous lump Mm. of shit men there's a significant group of men who are incredible and recognise things aren't okay as they stand but yeah there's still that well done he babysat his child
1: and that's not nice for them either like I had a massive I remember my mum in front of my mum's they left that they left the party this couple left the party because no he left and it was like oh he's going to babysit and I was like and I just years ago I was like a teenager I was like you can't babysit if it's your kid like just pass and comment whatever he didn't talk to me for like a year and I was like you were a grown and he was like 34 so you were a grown adult like and she can't do all of this it's just like oh come on come on you're a child but you're right like for the most part I feel really it's the same thing as like to- feminism and, and feminism benefiting men as well like it's toxic masculinity ma- makes men Suffer as much as it makes women suffer, if not more. And like you, these men do get punished for not, uh, for punished with not being able to see their families in the way that perhaps they'd like to. And
2: also, Like talk about the guys that well we ended up going out we've been married to they were brought up uh, in an era where we were talking about this the other day Alex Nuts Zoo FHM I wanted to be a flipping high street honey yeah Yeah. you know I was like get the tits out for the lads vibes back in the day you know like (laughs) I was like that that was my version of feminism and so they grew up on that and that was what the media was saying to them you know was feeding that and it's not an excuse but they're absorbing that as much as we were absorbing oh let's slug off Kerry Katona on the beach with a few yeah. rolls hanging out yeah. their version was Abby Titmus going this is your yes. ideal woman and so we're all I was all... trying to think of that name That's <laughs> it yeah. I've been told I look a bit like Abby Titmuss, So <laughs> oh my god you <laughs> did I'll, I'll take it yeah. I'll take it <laughs> she's hot I'm wondering why my husband's with me uh, that's a lot more to unpack um, but I think you know there is a recognition for that transition we're all going through right uh, and I have these open conversations with Matt. You know, I said, I'm not giving you any sympathy, but it is a strange time for men. Like yes. uh, He will now. Uh, I don't know about you, but when you're, I don't know, there's moments in the home where he will choose to, like, put the moves on that are just not right. Like, just really jarring. <laughs> and loading the dishwasher. Yeah, just, like off. the smell of congealed ketchup <laughs> in the air as I'm putting the forks and, like, rearranging the forks come up behind me and just do that weird grindy thing and I'm looking around he's like is that not okay it's never it was never okay even before me too it was never okay just so you know and so he's sort of unraveling a bit and going okay that's not okay fine and I know you're unlearning and I'm with him unlearning uh but you know I'm not there to do the work for him yeah and I think that hapless dad trope needs to to be honest, fuck off. Yeah.
1: But it's kind of amazing that he, sorry, that no, he no. exists and that he's doing this with you because there are so few men with platforms. It's the one area where, like, you know, you talked before about, like, yeah. you know, what you do, Alex, with... D- dismantling diet culture I don't know what the fuck I do but you
2: know what you're doing I dis- with your- you're dismant- we're dismantling no I know but yeah. I haven't got a
1: you specific just- thing that I dismantle so I'm still like, I'm having a bit of an identity are you on the mantle? thing I'm unsure it's pregnancy related I'm sure of, um, Don't, don't okay. well, I, we, no, about once a week 12 I'm like what's the point of me but anyway I digress the fact <laughs> is there are lots of yous and there's lots of there's not lots of yous there are you, you two have both got your platforms, and like lots of women have these platforms and having amazing conversations. There aren't, there isn't that for men. They don't really yeah. have the people to teach them and help them on learning. So it is amazing that your husband's doing it. Well, you've just got yeah. the Andrew
2: Tates out there, exactly. And, right, uh, Piers Morgan, Piers James Morgan. Smith, yeah, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, all these helpful, uh, helpful,
0: helpful <laughs> white men, <laughs> and, compa- and perhaps a lack of compassion for men who do actually want to. L- do the unlearning. Well, I think... Maybe who- not compassion, I guess. Yeah, maybe compassion and a bit of understanding and a
2: bit of a willingness to, to help along the way well, as to well. make mistakes, like the male version of the guilty feminist you know and I think there isn't that equivalent and I think because so many men are so scared to say anything you know because you know there's varying degrees of hatred and rage hatred and rage to people I think and different groups of people and to be honest I think White men are right at the top of that rage pile. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's this ridiculous, and to be honest, if there's anyone here who wants to pipe up, please do take the flack, yeah. get it wrong. We've been doing it for years. Yeah. You know, the amount of flack I have taken for wrong wording, and I've absorbed it all because ultimately the end goal is, and this is for your daughter as much as mine is I can't raise her to do her ABCs, to maybe get her GCSEs, to get her A-levels, and look her in the eye and say, you can do anything and you can be anyone, knowing full well that she can't. Mm. Whereas I could say to my son, you can do anything and mm. be anyone, knowing full well he can. Mm. So I never expected to be the voice for this, but I got to a maternal Visceral point of going, I cannot raise her for the same fool that I had. That is it. And when you actually, it shouldn't be a mother's rage, it should be a human's rage for this. And I took it on and I've taken the flack, I've taken the beating, I've taken the exhaustion, I've taken the knocking on doors. And there is a moment where I did say to him, like, pipe up, Mm. come on. And he did. And that's when I was listened to. And that was equally galling, you know? Um, But I think that's it, is that it shouldn't be for women to fix this. Mm. That's the exhaustion, right? Shouldn't be for you to fix dark culture. It shouldn't, it was basically uh, white media moguls, male media moguls determining what was in those magazines. It was on them. You know, a lot of the features writers like us were pawns in that great big machine. Uh, Same with how uh, women were treated, you know, on a maternity level. Mm. But we're fixing it, trying to, and taking the flack and the cost in terms of doing that. So just any guys listening in or anyone here who thinks they have a partner who has a strong perspective, uh, a voice, please just get them to pipe up because there's no men having this conversation and this isn't a female issue. Yeah. Sorry, there you go. I'll get down from me, old. Uh... No, I know. It's that. so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so I've got goosebumps. Good. And whenever um, I
1: do think about these men, I always just think, oh, I don't know. It's just not. I just, because my Alex is such a great, he is so good at this sort of thing. He was raised by a single mother and he. Has just a very, he's actually as well brought up in the church, which I think has been very like compounding for his like righteousness thing. But I just think a lot of the time when he says the right thing, people just think, well, she's made him say that, or like she's pushed him into saying that, or he's only saying that because of whatever. And it's like, it's so annoying. It's such an irritating space where that's just, the men aren't empowered to just feel
2: anything. And so they've chosen silence. Yes, because... They're so yeah. scared saying because, the wrong yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, again, uh, coming back to Gilead, um, <laughs> we all need to work together. <laughs> yeah. Because right now, I'm not going to lie, it's looking a little more Gilead, I think, than anyone ever it's expected. Not, yeah, it's not looking good, is Margaret it? Margaret no, Atwood, she really was the mystic Meg of right. uh, the literary world. Because I mean, she wrote Handmaid's Tale when everyone read it and went, oh, that's some dystopian yeah. world. And then suddenly we're in the pandemic. Uh, you, you know, you've got, Women going back to the sort of 1950s, uh, taking on all the caring responsibilities, yeah. stepping yeah. back from their careers, going. Mark, Margaret, Margaret. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and you've now- written the roadmap. <laughs> what the flip is happening? Abortion is now
1: illegal. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh my god, fuck. this fuck. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was moaning to Al before about just everything. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot.
2: It's a big old change. And all I'm going to say, Emma, is nothing will prepare you for when they're then sort of three or four. And I was in the bath with my daughter the other day and she just started picking my tits up and splashing <laughs> it in the water. And she's just literally going, dun, <laughs> and you know you talk about body positivity and everything it's really hard to dig deep in that moment yeah. <laughs> yeah. it is a bap splashing in the bathwater <laughs> it just made such a noise that sounds quite amusing though. yeah I bet that was quite i'm gonna funny. do that to my
1: own next time i have a bath
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> <donk>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do like to lean mine on the table as a little shelf. You know, you lean forward and put them on the shelf.
2: I find that well, quite just comfortable. You
0: know, people like to cook their boobs. I well, like you, to just put them on the table, you, you know. You, you find often
2: as well, when you're breastfeeding or just feeding, it doesn't matter how, being very clear, it doesn't matter how the food gets in the baby. <laughs> yes. I'm here for... Yes. A yeah. fed baby. Yeah, Want to make that Gin, clear? Gin, tequila, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. You are going to get counsel before me. Um, but you find often like debris in the little um, bridge between your two tits. And um, um, so I found. No, I'm
1: not breastfeeding and I find stuff in there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> little snack counter. Yeah. And
2: you'll sort of be rustling around in there. You'll be like, oh, that's a nice warm raisin. <laughs> and then there we go. Was it a raisin? Either way, <laughs> you'll find yourself just. Um, <laughs> deconstructing uh, I would say I Uh, regularly find
1: pieces of food stuck between my boob and my stomach (laughs) before pregnancy (laughs) just like crisps little ones like, like a crumbs gone down there and just and
2: sucked in <laughs> and there's a point you'll get to where you're so tired that you can't be bothered to take whatever debris they haven't eaten to the bin so you just think oh, I'll just hoover just that up that. just get that little get that down the gullet uh- <laughs> that's
1: why we have the dog boo
2: <laughs> she's like
1: i have been trainer for this my whole life <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll never forget when you uh, you know when you hit the point where you can't continue. You hit a wall or something. No, but you just hit something really bad. And it it happened, we we had a dog and I had uh, a young baby. And uh, our dog had eaten and I can't even believe I'm saying this we were living in Amsterdam and he'd eaten a tramp shit that had been laced with heroin. Oh my god. That's so, much nice. that worse than I thought yeah, it was And so I never forget oh. coming home and he's tripping his tits off and I had a young baby and he starts just like uh, pissing everywhere like a sort of angry drunk you know he's just because he's tripping his tits off. He is an angry drunk. And I it was with my three week old baby my husband was at work I was at the vets trying to explain like and they were like he's got high levels of heroin in his system and you know when you're there postnatally depressed absolutely broken with a dog that's tripping his tits off at a vet you can't afford and they're going how did this happen I'm like I don't know nobody knows knows. i don't know and uh you find yourself in these situations where you're like i can't i can't process this another time the same dog (gasps) we no longer have him he is no longer with us douglas the beagle um i came in to the lounge Uh, i can't believe i'm saying this and he was there and he was just whimpering like like that and i thought oh god what's that my 18-month-old was with her little tiny little finger just gently sort of teasing his asshole, <laughs> And he hadn't moved. And I walked in, and these two moments that you can't predict in life, he was just not moving. He was obviously getting some pleasure from it. Oh, and I, I walked in, and I just burst into tears. You know when you're like, I don't know... Where to start with this. What emotion does this require? You're like, the yeah. hormones are here and I can't so I'm just saying, you think you know what you're doing with the child, then you add a dog into yeah. it. Yeah. You're going I'm, into
1: I don't know if I've told you this story. It's literally the worst thing that I've ever done. Like it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me and Buick, combined and oh, individually no. apart. This is it's so bad. And like I'm surprised we were even like it took us about three months after us to look each other in the eye again. But she once ran up at me took a jump to get on my lap but but jumped too soon so she wasn't going to make it so i was like oh okay i better scoop so i went into scoop and i went like that to pick her up and my little finger <laughs> went into her bum hole <laughs> and i was like oh my god and she it was like oh. it felt oh it was awful it was like you know this like, salat, like pepperoni thing is, and she she like rejected it <laughs> so everything like shut out and she like and she was like oh and like disappeared and I was like oh my god I was like staring at my finger and I was like this is so bad and then we, she was just on the other side of the room for like the rest of the day and we were like she was like oh I my. don't
2: trust you yeah. the boundaries have been crossed yeah that
1: was not okay I did
2: not consent <laughs> it's one it rule, so mum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Throw
2: in a child to that. All I'm saying um, is expect. You know, they have that I'm book. Have to cut ex- my finger off. What to expect when you're expecting. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't touch the surface no. of what to expect. You should rewrite that. And be yeah, like, yes. no, beagle what rimming. Do- <laughs> actually, <expect. laughs> beagle rimming. The other thing is when you get so used to having your tits out feeding a baby <laughs> that they just, you know, as they should have always been, they aren't sexualised. They are mammaries. And so you've got your tits out, you've got your breastfeeding bar down, you know, your raisins in your bra, you you know, <laughs> crying. Slapping on the bar So portion. I'm really selling it in, aren't I? And then you sort of go to open flipping postman's at the door and your tits are just out and you're like, what? What you got for me? And he's just there, like, pan, Why like, white-faced.
1: God, they need to write mem, But, put, yeah. put, like, because cabbies, the cabbies have done one, haven't they? Yeah. Like, of, like, stories from cab driving i'd say postmen have some tales, and it's probably mostly breast breastfeeding related
2: yeah it's, it's probably seen a lot of milky udders <laughs> my sister calls them the udders, the, udders. the other side of the coin is uh your relationship so like matt and i wrote a book called where's my happy ending because we were at that bit between joy of your relationship which you might be in right now and divorce you know, no okay. one talks about We're probably closer to
1: the joy than the divorce. But... Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, we were closer Come to back the in divorce, a year. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't want to break up and we didn't want to divorce, but we weren't feeling the joy. And no one talks about the grey bit, yeah. which um, again, not to scaremonger, but to be very honest with you, no one prepares you for the dismantling of your relationship in that time. You know, you are told, it's gonna be lovely, it's gonna be great, you know it's gonna be a bit hard, but you don't know how. You don't know the specifics. And actually, all I'm going to say to you from what Matt and I wrote in that book was um, just recognize that it is circumstantial. Mm. You are not immune to however great your relationship is. You are not immune to the deconstruction that's going to happen biologically to you in your work. And this is... An incredible moment, but it's also one that the world doesn't set you up for. It sets you up to fall on your face because you're then going, "Why do I hate him? I used to love him. He impregnated me, and I hate you." And you're like, "That's normal that you are feeling that." And don't feel that that is irretrievable breakdown or something more serious. You are exhausted. You know there is a resentment of the fact that baby needs your tits over his. Moves,
1: useless uh, moves, <laughs> <Yeah>. useless, <laughs> useless, empty
2: <laughs> moves, and one thing that really helped us, wherever well, point you're in in your relationship, because that feeds into everything that we campaign for, is this. Um, Incredible fisherman he's like seventy five years old he's called Derek West and he's been married for like I don't know sixty uh, something years and he's the longest serving fisherman in the u k he uh, fishes whelks and he looked me in the eye uh, and we'd interviewed lots of people relationship experts everything and he looked me in the eye and he just said um just uh, you know, just make sure that you keep your eyes open to the community you're in. Don't put everything on Alex, don't put everything on your partner because they will break. He said, like, reach out to your community. He said, when I fall overboard, it's all the young fishermen around me that scoop me up. Uh, and he said, just be together today, whether you're at the beginning of your pregnancy, whether you've just had your baby, whether you decided not to have children, whatever juncture in and don't take the rest for granted. And I was like, okay, that's got us through Mm. because you will go through so much. His career will continue to flow in a way, if I'm being brutal, yours won't. You'll have pregnancy brands suddenly going, oh, we want to talk to M." You might be like, well, do you know what? I actually still want to talk about the other stuff Mm. where I don't feel aligned with that. Mm. But it won't happen to him in the way it does. Things will change. It might be incredible. It might be a brilliant change. But... Mm. You will go through a different change as a woman uh, than your partner and prepare for that uh, in a really healthy way. It's interesting that you say all
1: that. I already have to sit with that a lot because it's like it's quite easy. I think because my sickness has been so bad, it has been easy at times. Normally it was not easy last Thursday. It was very easy last Thursday night to feel like this when he came home from his work drinks with the hiccups at 4am. Oh my God, no, I can't. I was oh literally like, giving me anxiety. I'm going to kill you. Like, I'd sat there and, like, thrown literally. up the biscuits that I'd eaten oh. and I'd waken up and, like, fucking heifer that I am trying to get to the bathroom out my pregnancy pillow oh. and my stupid mattress is too comfortable so I can't get up. <laughs> and he's just hiccuping. I was like, oh. I had to really sit with myself and be like, OK, he didn't need to go and get the hiccups. Like, grow up. Grow up. He was grown man. He not need the hiccups. But also... Like, I have to take that on myself and just be like... I, I can communicate this tomorrow but right now it's like this is my this is my situation and yeah. you just have to I guess accept what I'm learning is like you have to accept that it is unfair and you no amount of being angry with, with him is going to make it fair and you both just have to accept that and then do your best from there lead if that yeah makes lead sense.
2: with kindness there will never nothing will ever prepare you for the moment that your partner uh, when you've got your postpartum pants on and your tits are leaking and you're crying is lowering you onto the toilet and you're going am I over the pan? Gently looking up at the man who has had sex and needs to have this baby, am I over the pan? Can I can I go now? um... Fire away, pop it! Fire away! (laughs) Pop it!
1: (laughs) I massaged my perineum yesterday for the first time. Oh, how was that? Intimate. I tried doing it myself <laughs> and look how long my nails are. I was going to say, I was going to say, that's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, that, like, no,
2: that would, you don't want to scratch you
1: No, I tried it and I was like, this is, I tried, tried it two gooch. nights ago myself and I was like, this is just sad and painful. And then he did it yesterday and it, he just looked, he looked, it was horrible. It was Aww. like boo in the bum hole. Yeah. It was just all bad. Uh-oh. No one wanted to, no one wanted. And no one wanted it. Well, it's like you know when you uh,
2: have—I don't have waxes anymore. She's just ample down there, but um, (laughs) you know when they spread the cheeks for the final rip. Yeah, talking to you about your holiday. You're like, babe, none of us can paper over the cracks with this conversation. You are. You are staring down the eye of the storm. (laughs) And that's kind of what you've got to get used to in pregnancy
1: yeah oh it's pretty, pretty pretty rank and then you'll get to the <laughs> point where you
2: have to get the baby out and it's suggested when you are literally the size of a house that his penis being inserted into you is a good way to get the baby out and actually at that point you're so hacked off and you're like get it in you did this get it in you fi- you to get it out you this you finished you- it <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, that, and that was like it's really hard to get an erection in this context get it in put it in you put it in you get it out now do it I don't care Fix it. Get it in, fix it. <laughs> is that true? Or yeah, it's a worm,
1: though, isn't it? That's supposed to be good for. It's it. meant
2: to curry and a shag, but when you're that angry, like you're just so disillusioned at that point. Yeah, it's hard. It's not a great <laughs> grounding for a more Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It doesn't sound like the height of romance. I feel but... like a male
1: doctor came up with that. I tell you what, you need a curry and a shag. Yeah, like, yeah. C- sounds... curry and a
2: cock. Yeah. Yeah. Curry and a cock. No, actually, uh, no. I don't think we do. Margaret Atwood. Can we write a different yeah. book? Yeah. The curry and a cock. That's a good pub, isn't it? Curry and a
0: cock. <laughs> I think oh. that should be the name of this episode.
1: Curry and a cock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but also your redundant, useless moves.
0: Yes, yeah. that's also a strong contender.
2: Yeah, We've we're gonna struggle with bites. this one. We've got a lot of merch that can come off yeah. the back of this book. Oh my
1: god, yeah. Little little
2: like little a move like, holder.
1: Yeah, little little I'm imagining like a T shirt, but like with Built-in cups. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> or like, yeah. Like, like Jean Paul Gaultier. Yeah, exactly for men. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we could actually put ex- expressed milk or formula into them.
2: Oh my God! And pump them up.
1: Yeah, like the Meet the Fockers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nibbles Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that would be very handy.
2: Wow, there's been some turns on this episode.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> if that's what you thought it would go like. Not at all. <laughs> no. We've also asked so few questions. I have so I know. many questions. We haven't questions. even
0: talked about... We've, 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 like, mentioned Well, I feel your... like we've covered it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're about to say, we've probably covered it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the Flex Appeal, we haven't even, like, named it, your campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've just, like, talked around it. But... I feel like we need to like touch on that. Yes. Before we let you go. Okay. Um, like you said, you, you've it's actually you've taken it to number ten, right?
2: Yeah, number it's, ten.
1: Number ten <laughs> Downing, Street, yeah. Downing number, Street. Number ten in the charts. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Context was in my mind. Well, it's it sort of again com- coming back to where we began this conversation. It, it started uh, as I think all grassroots kind of campaigns do with just a moment of anger where you're not represented right it's that and so we kept knocking on doors and we flash mobbed in streets and started having people listening to us even though it was frustrating that it was with my husband um but yeah we are campaigning to change the law to get flexibility from day one for everyone Okay. So at the moment, you've got to wait 26 weeks in a job. Then you get to request. Uh, that request has to be answered within three months. And then they can probably, for business reasons that are really loose and whimsical, come back and go, this won't work for business. Like for me, right. like who can't afford somebody 15 minutes right. either way mm-hmm. of the day? Yeah. Uh, they couldn't. And so it's really set up for people to fail. And the people failing are women. Pushed out 54,000 every single year. It's not a figment. It's not some knackered mum piping up on the streets going, please, sir, give me a bit of flexibility. So we need that flexibility uh, for everyone, you know, whether you have caring responsibilities, whether you are disabled, uh, whether you have anxiety, uh, human reasons uh, that you might need flexibility uh, within your life and it's not just for mums i think that's the bit and i'm so tired by having to repeat that over and again that's because so i'm always just categorized as the oh that's that naked mummy who wants to fight for other women no it's for everyone because without men without alex yeah. without matt without our partners being able to and not they want to step up to the plate but without them actually being allowed to by their businesses Mm. nothing's going to change and your little girl and my little girls are going to get to that point where their managers are rejecting that really loose request for flexible working around very real needs Mm. like need to get to that nursery at 6 p.m because they close at 6 p.m and you're charged a pound a minute Mm. after that there is no way out of that you know it's an inflexible child care system we need those managers uh any listening right now to remember where they flipping came from mm. like think of your own mother like i remember i think where this all began was when i was really young and i remember seeing my mum, aged i think 4- 47 roughly just crying ironically slumped by the dishwasher Having recognised that she hadn't had a career, that she hadn't been able to do what she'd wanted. It was assumed that position for her. And I think she got to 47 and just realised that uh, she never had a choice as much as she loves my sister and I. She never had the choice and that's the only thing I'm fighting for uh, is choice uh, for my girls, yours, but also my sons and your sons. Uh, And I feel deeply saddened thinking of the women in our parents' generations that were Perhaps miscarrying in avocado colored bathrooms and not telling their friends, mm. who go through the menopause quietly and joking about hot flushes. Now it's a really significant mm. thing. And the women, just like my mum, three mm. assuming oh. that there was no choice. Yeah. And that's that's really where it comes from. Uh, I think it started there.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh.
2: Anyway, response. back to beagle rimming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, please. <laughs> oh, I'll have
2: she, my time.
1: She's sensing your tears, she's like, yeah. Can... She's sensing the, the, the sadness. But yeah, she's doing a lot of that's that at the really,
2: moment. Oh, that's really sweet. Like, she's got really cute. Do you want to help fix the patriarchy? Help fix me. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: fix this. It's horrible. That's really powerful.
0: Yeah, and like, you know, on behalf of like so many women, thank you
1: for what you're doing. It's, well, it's amazing. what all of us are doing now. Because... No, it's what you're doing, honestly. Yeah, it's I, like, cool. Thank you from me, like, right in this position. Because I, I already, we've had this conversation so many times, like, with well, general people keep asking me, like, how are you going to do it? Are you going to have help? Are you going to do this? Whatever. And I'm like, I don't know how I can't. How, I don't know how I can work and not. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm genuinely i'll be fine because oh you have to be and women have been forever they've got through it but i'm terrified and i feel so much safer and happier and more confident and empowered knowing that the flex appeal exists knowing that you're out there doing this that pregnant then screwed you know the march pregnant and screwed happened a few weeks ago like just even following you online gives me so much more confidence in whatever my next step is so honestly massively thank you
2: well just anyone listening right now who's feeling uh I think broken by a system that's ultimately broken is I've written about this a couple of times and it's helped me significantly is it is okay to remember that your dog has just curled up next to me. She is a therapy dog. She knows when when she's needed. (laughs) It is okay to recognize that work is your something. Work you can hold on to, you deserve to do that as I wish my mum had been able to but your family can be your everything. They can sit side by side. And we're currently in a world that says, work is your everything. Mm-hmm. And your child and your family, not even talking about children, talking about your boyfriend, perhaps your iguana, whatever defines family for you is your something and it should be the other way around. Mm-hmm. So just hold on to that, that work can be your something, but your family is your everything. And I'm from Holland, I'm Dutch. I raised one daughter there. And they understand family is at the top. I came back to London mm-hmm. and I had a moment going, okay, we've got it so wrong here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the other way around. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there you go. I've got the therapy dog here. We've broken down the shackles of the patriarchy. Um, stay away
1: from her yeah. I won't and be fingering be her hard. She'll be no, fine. It's just
2: a thing. But thank you so <laughs> thank much, you so guys. Much. And thank huge you. luck Thanks. With the juggernaut.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to get that look. Like, you know, like they do, like the Pinterest moms. And yeah. Juggernaut. Yeah, juggernaut. I love that. the unveiling yeah, in of the a juggernaut. It's nice, like, brass sort of structure. It's going to be gorgeous. I'll send you all the photo when it's done. <laughs> Thanks, thank, thank you Anna. so Thanks, much. My love.
0: Thank you. Should I delete that? Is part of the Acast Creator Network.